Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. What, what, what else do you want to know about the characters? Or, or, or can we just go ahead and state... Basically, you know what what they are, and then we go into details later as as the show progresses. Yeah, just the name, race, and class. Okay, all right, excellent. Yeah, Mark, just just do what the teacher says. Don't don't do anything <laughs> just, extra. Just trying not to do extra. I'm trying to. I'm thinking ahead. No bonus points here. Oh, There's come no- on. Can't get can't get inspiration or any re rolls. No no gold Sorry. stars for the classroom wall. Mark, don't roll any dice at all, for God's sakes. No, <laughs> no, I put all the dice away. I put all the dice away. Hello everyone. Welcome to Warlando. We have a very special show tonight. We have completed our Curse of Strahd campaign. So we brought the whole D and D group together and we're gonna recap our whole adventure. Uh, so why don't we start off with uh, you, Mark? Introduce yourself. Yeah, well, this is Mark uh, Warlando. Mark, uh, I had the honor of playing the healer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I played uh, Gundrick the Dawnbringer, the devout follower of Lathander in this cursed realm, and uh, he was the cleric, dwarven cleric uh, of the party. And uh, Nicholas. I'm Nicholas and uh, Warlando Nick, uh, as as others may remember. It's been a while uh, in quarantine. I don't know how long it's been. Um, it's been years. It's been years. Uh, anyway, my character's name is Nash, uh, Saul through Nash. Call me Nash for short. I'm a half orc druid. Nice. And then uh, Dad, also known as George. Hi, I'm George. I'm a seventy year old novice. Uh, to the to the sport, I uh, played Talbot, uh, who ended up being a level nine ranger. And I had a great time. Nice, uh, uh, Jamie. Sorry, I'm Jamie, um, Nicholas's wife, and uh, also a noob. I uh, I was Bailey Bramblethorne, a halfling bard, and. Uh, I also had a had a blast. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> and then uh, Killian. Hi, I'm uh, Killian. I am Orlando Mark's son, and uh, I play Clark Anglesmith, the beefy paladin. The beefy paladin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Dungeon Master Extraordinaire. Hello, everybody. This is Matt. Uh, I played all the monsters. <laughs> and all the NPCs with many I multiple know. accents. Lots of good guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good, you know, is, uh, you know, I think I like to think all these guys are on the uh, ethical spectrum, right? <laughs> Sem- somewhat. <laughs> if you say so. They're on, on that spectrum. Totally unethical is on the ethics spectrum, right? Mm, that's true. <laughs> Technically, it is. <laughs> so we're going to do uh, a kind of recap of the campaign and talk about all of our, our joys and questions we have for Matt for all the threads we didn't get to fully 
channel like follow throughout the campaign. First question I have for you, Matt, when did we start this? Man, I think the first episode of Memory Serves would have been in late August of 17? Yep. Yeah, wow. 18, sorry, 18, right? Late August yeah. of 18. No. Yep. Wow. Yeah, full year and a half. And, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I totally skipped myself. I'm I'm Adam, <laughs> and I played Beyond Dear El Ansar, the elf uh, fighter rogue. I, because I'm recording this, I can edit it, so I can put it back in so I sound smart. <laughs> awesome. Do I have inspiration? Because I might need to pull that card. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, uh, Matt, why don't you give us your feedback? What do you think of the campaign? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I had <clears throat> so much fun just introducing new people to... The game and you know getting to know everybody a little bit better through the course of it but man it was you know really a uh accomplishment for me to actually get a group through this campaign because i fell in love with it when it was first published and had been basically nipping at everybody's heels for the better part of a couple of years before we finally got this group together and and did it kind of uh more or less to my vision and um Man, it's it's really gratifying, and I am already missing it. We've been done for about, what, two weeks now, something like that. And in all those times when I would have normally been trying to think up something to screw you guys over, I like I have nothing to do now. So. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of sad. No, no way to scratch that sadist itch. Yeah, I, I find myself just kind of looking longingly out the window, um, just, just, just waiting for it to return. But... Uh, well, there's there's still good stuff on the horizon for all of us, so that's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. We're, this is such a unique group because we're all family. Yeah. You know, husband and wife, we're... two father-sons. Yeah. And Matt, who's like everybody's favorite uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and and uncle you, live, you live in the house that he used to live in. Yeah, so. that's true. We're, we're practically right. family right there. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody have any burning questions feel free to jump in well i'll start uh the one question i had that was killing me when we were in the oh let me say this too uh spoiler alert for anybody who's listening to this that thinks they're gonna play curse Strahd, we're gonna talk about pretty much that entire book so if you're planning to play at any time in the future and you're not the dungeon master stop listening now <laughs> yep and head over to our Teespring website. Yes, yes. Don't forget to like. Yeah, long before you leave the show, go to Teespring, buy a T-shirt, or uh, yeah. support us on Ko-Fi. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, we were in the Amber Temple, and mm-hmm. there was one hallway that we went around, and we found a secret door on the other side of the hallway. And I said, no, no, we're not going back around the other way. That hallway's definitely trapped. I don't know if you remember that very specifically. Were there any hallway traps there? So Man, random, um, random question. I yeah, I don't remember the um, specific area that you're talking about. Um, the, one, the thing that's springing to mind that you guys just went right by and decided not to go explore was a treasure vault. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Of course. I mean, we didn't get enough treasure. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. true. Yeah. <laughs> At that point in the campaign, you hadn't. I mean, a lot of people still didn't have stuff. Oh, wow. 
And uh, anything magical in it? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Tell me, just tell me so, there was a magic rapier. If there was a magic rapier in there, I would have, I would lose my mind right now. <laughs> you, you might, you might be just as upset when I tell you this. So, <laughs> it, it was, it was a little bit of a two-parter. Um, but when y'all met the um, wizard's apprentice in the uh, in the altar, yeah. you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, you know, kind of said, ah, we're, this guy seems sketchy. We don't trust him. We don't want him coming with us. Um, so he was wearing um, an amulet, which I described a couple of times. Oh, and no. The amulet was actually a control gem for a shield guardian, which, for those of us that might not know, is a giant wizard's robot that can, like, store spells and you can ride around it and heals you. <laughs> What? what? It's oh, like a wizard just... mech. Yeah, yeah, and it was that was also in the treasure vault in there. So oh, you guys, no you guys could have been like uh, <laughs> my favorite version that could have been there was like Bailey with the shield guardian doing Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, like riding her <laughs> <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> One, Epic well, Sorry. I, I think you guys were too... You guys might have been a little... And maybe this is for the group. Because I think, yeah, uh, my question right now that popped in my head was, what the heck were you guys thinking when I found this staff that made me, like, seek for seek power? Like, that's... Like, the staff just gave me this this desire for power. And so that's why I was acting so weird that whole time was because I had this staff that just made me want power. So we went to visit this guy, right? And well, it was his master's staff. And wasn't it was it? his master's staff. And he kept yeah. asking for it. And I was like, get out of here. No way. Rah, it's mine. You got to <laughs> take it from me. And, uh, and you guys were just all like, well, this is kind of getting weird. It's, like yeah. Nash is smelling weird. He's acting weird. <laughs> He's... I just want to let you know, Nash, I had fireball prepared uh, at all times. So. <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of instant messages just saying, yeah. hey. <laughs> I'm ready fireball. What was yeah, no. what was going on behind the scenes? <laughs> I, it, that never crossed my mind. Yeah. I, think, I think I was left out of that plan too. Well, you know, okay. so, sometimes uh, <laughs> you gotta, why don't we uh, just gotta be, pre- be prepared. Will you follow that thread between uh, Nash and the Dungeon Master? What what all happened behind the scenes there? Yeah, I'll, I'll set it up, and then you tell me what you were thinking, Nick. Um, I mean, I, you, you communicated a lot of it, but I'm curious about you know what you were thinking. But so the, the other piece of you becoming basically super greedy as a result of getting this staff and being cursed was that you wanted to commune with every dark spirit in the Amber Temple which was a lot of dark spirits. Like it was basically a, it was basically like a server rack full of evil. Yeah. <laughs> and Nash is just plugging his hard drive in left and right. Just download, download. download. Yeah. So what were you thinking? Like when that was going down or what were you, you know, how, how'd you process well, that? I mean, I, I felt like I needed to fill the part which was to take it to the beginning, we were in that hallway and the guy was like dead 
The wizard. The wizard was dead, and we all were kind of looking at him. And then one of you guys, it might have been Gundrick or somebody, just you mentioned the staff and then went, oh, yeah, Nash should have the staff. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so well, I cause just. Because you, you have Shillelagh. Yeah, I have Shillelagh, and you guys are like, well, you can right. just Shillelagh the staff, and there you go. So you guys gave me the staff. And then immediately, you know, I get this direct message from Matt, and he's like, oh, no. You know, tells me like you have this staff and you how you now are like overcome by greed for power. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it just kinda took me a little bit to kinda like fill the persona, but as we were walking through and all of these, you know, sarcophagi are laden with power, I was like I mean, yes, I I want the power. And so after I was a little hesitant at first, I touched the first one and Matt was like, he texted me and was like, yeah, you've got like this lightning bolt power. I was like, oh, yeah, okay." (laughs) And then I think I touched the next one and he's like, you've now got like wall climbing power, like a spider. And I was like, "Okay." And so that's why every time we went in, I was like, no, 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 guys, because I didn't know if these were like single giveaways. So in my head, I'm thinking. No, 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 no. You guys don't worry about that. I'll be the one that sacrifices and takes the power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember at one point I was in the room so with you and I uh, I said, well, here, I'll do one. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stand back. This is yeah. we, we want you to stay safe. So that's yeah. when it was like Casimir was like he had to touch one. So I think I still was like. No, 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 no. Let me touch it first, Casimir. Because <laughs> good. Yeah. I need the power. And Casimir was well, one of our many, many, many NPCs that was following along with us. Yeah. Yeah. And and the part that maybe got glossed over, but you know, I'm a I'm a big believer in letting the dice tell the story at a certain point. But if you'll remember, every time you touched one of those, you had to make a saving throw. And miraculously, I think. I don't know how many ended up touching, but like five or six or seven or something like that. Yeah. Made the saving throw every time. (laughs) What would have happened if he failed? Yeah. And if I'm quoting correctly, I believe the text in the book says, failing a saving throw means the character becomes an evil NPC under the Dungeon Master's control. (laughs) For the rest of the game? Whoa. Oh, you got so, so lucky. And I was just like, mine, 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 mine. Right. You were touching everything. You were like a little kid in the in Toys R Us. Because I do remember you being very particular on me making those saving throws. It wasn't like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. You don't have to. It was like, no, 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 make a saving throw. <laughs> you were like ready to take my character sheet from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't actually... I don't. I didn't actually have a plan if your character was taken away from you. <laughs> Other, I mean, I did want. Let's, let's be honest. The the, the best moment for any <laughs> is when you take somebody's paper made character sheet away that they've done by hand and just. You can still play, but you can start at level one. <laughs> so what did you? What did you think every time I went to go touch it? Yeah. Um, 
there was a part of me that wanted to fudge those roles after a certain point because because I was just like, first of all, like he's getting a lot of mic time. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, like I didn't know, I really didn't know what would happen having you have that much stuff. But I think I learned that it actually was fine because it was throttled that like you had all of this crazy stuff, but it was all in you. So you never even really got a chance to use most of it, right? Yeah, only one thing can come out at a time. Right, right. So it kind it kind of worked. It's a little bit of smart design that I didn't see the first time through. So, yeah. Did he ever regain his teeth once he expended all those powers? Or no? One. Just the one. I, th- <laughs> I think we um in the epilogue we decided that you eventually burned all your powers away and slowly started to regain your original form. Okay, yeah. so you got his teeth. Uh, okay. One thing, one of the best mechanics. could still be an adventure for you. Yeah. Recovering well, all your teeth. Recovering his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And finding every single one. I have to travel back through Barovia. Back through the planes of existence. <laughs> one of the things for, his teeth have been spread. You find the um, left by cuspid. Yeah. For our <laughs> listeners, that uh, there was a. Uh, there's a game mechanic that every time he communed with one of these uh, spirits, it would alter him physically. So he was losing his teeth and he was starting to stink and he looked like a zombie. And what were some of the others? Uh, his it eyes, was, right? Yeah. Eye. Yeah. And I looked definitely like, I looked like undead, basically. Yeah. Your eyes changed color too, right? Yeah. You had, a, you had a twitch, you know? Oh, the twitch! <laughs> yeah, and the flies. So the flies. when we walked through the when we walked through the lich's chamber, and I saw that book, I was like, "I gotta have that book." That's great. <laughs> so that's why I was like so keen on. Oh yeah, when you peeled off by yourself, breaking away from the party to go get that book was because I had to have that book. That's and good role that's playing. Uh, I think when we left the temple, Rahadim showed up, right? And was like, give me the book. And mm-hmm. I was like, nay! Because and... <laughs> he turned into a horse. No. <laughs> but then that's also why I split the party from the party and went to the Circle of Stones. To... Mm-hmm. And we because captured. To me, the final step towards power was to go back to where I found that blood spear and was given the opportunity from Strahd to take take on the power of the land. Yeah. So, uh, but that, yeah. And, the, and I think, I don't think it was public because I think we were doing this on the side. Yeah. And so... I guess to give you guys and like to let you guys in on it, I was communicating with Matt going, can I break away from the party? And he was like, okay, well, when do you want to do it? And I was like, well, maybe like at night. And then he's like, well, uh, Viandir is like at watch. So you have to make a stealth check and see if you can get by Viandir. And And right right at that time I'm at work and I'm getting these frantic texts from Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Roll perception check. Roll a perception check right now. Like, I'm trying to work here. 
And you always carry a D20 on you, so. I do. I lost my D20. I don't know what I did. I dropped it. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it's with teeth. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'll have to go back to Barovia <laughs> to find my D20. Not that I don't have, like, a pound yeah. of D20s sitting back here. <laughs> I, so, so then I, I, I snuck away, and I went to the Circle of Stones, and I communed with, well, I met with Strahd. And then I think I tried to, I tried to see like one last moment. I think before I accepted it, I asked, I can't remember exactly what I asked you, Matt. Like, if 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 I sensed that danger was a foot, a foot. If I accepted this, <laughs> yeah. And, and and from my perspective, that was when I kind of said screw it with the dice rolls a little bit i just said look oh. <laughs> are you evil <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, I didn't want to force it on you but you, you were <laughs> a little bit in like playing it honestly but definitely going in that direction you hadn't like hurt anybody yet but you know it was kind of going yeah. that way. yeah and, and and then you just had uh that moment to decide to either accept strahd's offer um, and accept dominion over the land, or, uh, or basically, face single combat with him. What would have been the uh, accepting of the offer? What would have happened? He would have, I think, mechanically, I would have had him have a lot of the stuff that Strahd could do, like summoning clouds and lightning and things like that. Um, you know, dominion over beasts, just more free flowing, uh, things like that. But, but that's one of the big elements that kind of is narrative and, and, and essential to the campaign is that Strahd isn't just the ruler of Barovia. Strahd is the land. He's bound to it. You know, at that point, he wanted to give it away. And his whole plan was to leave Barovia and be done with it. But he wanted somebody else to take up his mantle. And he and part of the whole thing was he was evaluating everybody all the time to decide who would be most likely to, you know, carry on Barovia in his image. And that was Nash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that certainly was. Yep. I think I don't think anybody else really came too close to <laughs> going to the dark side. Uh, well, I, I think I in that moment I decided. Uh, I think I I decided I wanted to de- to defeat Strahd, right, rather than take his power or accept his power. I wanted to defeat him. Right, right. You cho- you chose to fight him, and then he and he just slapped me immediately, kicked your ass, and threw you in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's about right. <laughs> so, does anybody else have any burning questions for Dungeon Master Matt? <laughs> Or how about any uh, favorite oh, moments? Uh, oh. What would have happened if we had let the hags live at the windmill? Um, yeah, the honest answer is I don't really know. Oh. Um, I think at that point, that was pretty early in the campaign. Yeah. And we were just kind of getting our feet underneath us. And I remember what I wanted to accomplish there was to everybody sort of like like find where they really were in terms of morality. Mm-hmm. Is that that's a big element of this campaign is just, you know, you come in thinking this is your character and then you're asked to compromise yourself a little bit along the way all the time. And and when do you make a stand and when do you say, no, that's too much or 
I'm willing to do that. Um, and that's, I think that's really more what I was after at that moment. Um, if you had let them live, I mean, they, they're hags. They probably would have found a way to betray you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, story element, you know, they're not nice things. Um, but you guys clearly have the upper hand on them there. It was a, a great, yeah, like you were saying, a great character moment for us. Cause like, these are women that capture and cook uh, children and then feed them back to their parents. So then like, yeah, where does that leave us? How do we let them just keep being, you know, give them back their autonomy, but we, we're not jailers. So we, what do we do? Uh, yeah. Great. Well, and, and maybe part of it, what I left out, I, I forgot about till just now was they, I mean, they would have given you really <laughs> important information that it took you like a long time to figure out otherwise. So one of the hags in exchange for her life was offering up some pretty detailed stuff that you guys didn't know for a long time after that. It was worth it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I think that was the fight where I was like, we're going to be an unstoppable group. We came in, I, I think somebody cast like Can't Speak or something like that, and then all the of a silence, sudden, right? the silence spell. Yeah, that was Mark. Right? Yep, Gundrick. And it was like, right in the doorway and we basically it just was like a little murder hole <laughs> i mean yeah because the hags couldn't cast anything yeah that, and we that, just... that combat went on for like 10 rounds yeah like which like unheard of um and and i knew this going in but i mean lots of people who've run this that i read about were like yeah everybody died of the hags <laughs> i could tell lots, like lots of pks <laughs> Like you, you saying that like it went on for a long time and that's with the silent spell on where they couldn't, they went rounds where they could not cast any spells. That's huge. If they were, yeah, if they were laying out some spells that whole time, uh, yeah, I, I could easily see us getting TPK. Cause we were what, only level, level two or so at that point, right? Even, not even, maybe still level one. You probably were level three or four, I think, something like yeah. that. Okay. But a little bit long. I mean, Talbot almost got killed in the first round in one shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I forgot until now, but Bailey, you barely avoided being turned into a frog. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, barely, by like one on the dice roll or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was lying out in the field, you know, waiting for a recovery against the hags so. just bleeding out yeah. staring, at the, yeah. staring at the clouds I got hit by lightning for about a half hour so. yeah. lightning <laughs> oh so much lightning <laughs> a level 4 character taking a lightning bolt to the chops will, will do that to you <laughs> this game has uh, so much lightning <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah. so much lightning and I, I, the first time we opened a door and got struck by lightning, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. The second time we opened a door and got struck by lightning, I'm like, okay, this is getting to be lazy writing. And then we're in the Amber Temple, and we got this whole elaborate thing planned. And we're like, all right, we're going to go into this room now. Bam, struck by lightning. <laughs> there was so much lightning in this campaign. Yeah, I, that was probably that moment that you're talking about in the Amber Temple is probably when I felt the worst for you guys. We, I, I was so excited about our plan. <laughs> you had a 
a great plan. It was great, and you were role elements of role playing and neat little one off magic items that you found and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it's just it was just that room. Was that Extra um, was that statue <laughs> in the room only like pointed in one direction? Because I know at some point we came around behind the statue, yeah, and we yeah. were all still a little worried. Yep. Yep. So. So the deal with the statue was there was a creature called an Arcanoloth, which was living in the statue's head mm. and was one of the guardians of the temple that was up there um, in secret that nobody knew about. And so it acted a lot like a trap. It seemed like a trapped room. Mm. Um, there's no way you guys could have known it wasn't just a trapped room, but really there was this like level 17 spellcaster sitting up there just watching you guys with like true vision, <laughs> just like <laughs> oh, these guys. With true vision, yeah. <laughs> so if sight. if it didn't have that true sight, it would have thought, "Oh, Strad's here," because our whole yeah. plan, like I, I've been thinking about it a week leading up to this. I'm like, "Oh, here's what we could do," because uh, <laughs> yeah. I had the hat of disguise, so I thought I'll make myself look like Strad, and then Nash, as a druid, could turn into a dire wolf that who's like my companion. And then Bailey, the halfling, was going to hide under my robes so we could just walk in and ambush people, thinking, oh, the boss is here. Nope, it's not. Ha-ha. But then, yep, no, and said lightning bolt. I've already, I've already made a decision. I got struck by lightning so many times in this campaign that every PC I make after this is going to be a dragonborn that breathes lightning, so he's immune to lightning. Nice. <laughs> This, this is the Tomb of Horrors effect, right? Like, you guys are so scarred like, <laughs> that you're never going to trust anything I tell you ever again. <laughs> We're never going to trust any door. Uh-uh. And then we get to the tower, right? That, yep. Oh, Rictavio's tower. Rictavio's tower. Yeah. Yep. Get shot again. Did you guys know that the... Did I tell you that the werewolf... Did you know that the werewolf that was in the cell with me Oh, he was from the 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 den of the night, or yeah. the mother's. He was like the late that that queen wolf that we killed. It was hit her husband. Yes, yeah. yeah, I think, I think we mentioned that. maybe we shouldn't tell him about all the werewolves we killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to make. I I didn't know if I had said that out loud, but I don't think I told him. Good. What would he have done <laughs> if he found out that we killed him? Or killed his family. Yeah, I had a little sketch off to the side of that to, you, to use if it made sense, but I was... My, and we never got to it, and at, one, at some point I would just had to, like... I just had to start editing stuff out and not use things. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was going to have him um, return to the castle and then, like, ambush you guys, or maybe just use specifically at one point. Oh, uh, okay. Um, you know, and just enraged that you killed his wife. But, yeah, it just... Didn't make it. It's on the cutting room floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. I was really thinking you were uh, somehow he was going to die on the way out or something. <laughs> uh, like like I was just going to let him go? Something, yeah. But. Yeah. I guess I just was like I was, uh, I was a little torn because I didn't I don't know. Like uh I wanted it to be like, I, it was interesting trying to play a neutral, neutral character. 
Like, because yeah. I don't think a neutral neutral character, like, doesn't necessarily not feel anything or not like anybody. I think it it just doesn't. It doesn't like. It doesn't hold its hat on, of, of, of values on any certain like god or being or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of personified it as my my good was gonna, came from from the people that were my friends and the beings that were alive. You know, like I I tried to think like animals were good. You know, just for being an animal. They weren't innately necessarily evil unless they did something bad. So this guy hadn't really done anything bad yet to me. So I didn't want to just <laughs> drop him off the tower. I don't know. Or tell him, or tell him the truth. Yeah. So, uh, Killian, what were some of your favorite yeah. moments? Uh, uh, I definitely liked the part with the hags. Uh, I felt like that part let me bring out my character in Clark, you know. He's lawful good, and so I feel like he'd be kind of a justice seeker in a way. So, the the cool speech that I did once I killed the final hag, I felt that yes. that was like a really great introduction of Clark. That was what very was, satisfying. It was. What was to that. what was your war cry coming in there? I remember it being hilarious. Uh, health inspection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was that was glorious. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, DM. Uh, uh, yeah, you really left that on a what a cliffhanger at the moment, and uh, and we yeah. we thought he thought all week about it. Just this this moral dilemma of what to do next. Do we kill these hags? You know, they're they're our prisoners now. So it was uh, a yeah. very very uh, timely crafted. Uh, a little end to that one episode, and gave us enough time to uh, just think about the next one so yeah it was it was excellent yeah yeah i could like i do when uh when you guys were into it when we would end a session and i'd immediately get a bunch of slack messages <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like wait a minute I, yeah, the mind's going i got all these questions yep yep so yeah it was good stuff yeah that's great i, I, I did love I, all the the cliffhangers and the uh the episode puns uh, yeah, yeah, the titles for the next yeah. episodes. <laughs> the titles were great. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt yeah. Did you the... enjoy making those? Uh, yeah. it, was, it was my solitary pleasure for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would torture myself over them. <laughs> like I would, sit up, I'd sit out back with my wife and friends that I wasn't playing with, and I'd just be like, "All right, guys, here's what's happening. What do you think? What's what should the?" <laughs> I can't take credit for all of them. I got some really good ones just from other people that I was just like, oh, that's way better than what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for, uh, to run it down for anybody who might be listening uh, that's not already on the show, uh, yeah, Matt, between <laughs> sessions, Matt would give us uh, a recap, plot recap, which was fantastic to read. And then uh, for the following session, would give us a, like a TV guide version of the title the episode number. How many episodes did we get up to, Matt? Oh, um, 42. 42. Yeah. 42 sessions. Perfect so, number. Some yeah. of my favorite titles were The Vampire Strikes Back. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys remember any others? There's a, there's a bunch in there. Well, there... Uh, uh, we had Schrodinger's Coffin. That was a good one. Yeah. 
you know, some of them, some of them were a little, you know, just right down the middle, but I tried, I tried to go for puns whenever I could, um, or just make references to other, you know, pop culture stuff that I was thinking about when I was getting ready for the episodes. Oh, uh, here's a good one. I forgot about staff infection. That's <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> so, uh, Talbot, what were some of your favorite moments? Well, everything was learning for me. So I, absolutely every week, I would think I got this all figured out, and then I get my ass kicked, and then <laughs> I know it. Didn't know what was going on at all. <laughs> but it, uh, I just thought I ne- I just need some magic. And I know. I, found any, so. <laughs> I, I felt that same way throughout most of the campaign. I'm like, oh, I just need a plus one weapon. If I could just get a plus one weapon, I could be doing you know full damage all the time. But just did, weren't out there. Did you so get that plus one weapon. I did finally. I got a plus one short yeah. sword right like two sessions yeah. before the end. But hey, <laughs> right where it counted. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> At least I had it in time to face the the couple the last couple big bad guys. So yeah. I was able to do full damage. But up until then, oh, that's half damage. You can tell it's half damage. Like son of perch. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> we, we didn't have all the magical items, and uh, we were just plugging away at them, and making uh, I mean a, tremendous hits and, and rolling great damage. And it's like, yeah, that's half. Yep. Nah, he's <laughs> yep. <of> that. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Just six half. Yeah, there were there was a lot a lot of the recurring monsters, the werewolves and the vampire spawns and things all had resistance to non-magical damage yeah um you know but it it, it was fun to sort of limit the economy a little bit in that way because it made you guys really you know try to optimize each other and be like well you know what the first what the first magic weapon we get should probably be clark because he's he's dealing out massive damage right yeah Mm -hmm. yep but then you know beyond your found uh adam's character found uh other ways to be effective other than just hitting things right you know, yeah, the, yeah i ways, right? really yeah. like the battle master uh subclass for the fighter because you have so many options so many ways to other than causing damage or other than being just a meat shield you can like really add some elements of control like that one my favorite was the one that let me give an attack to clark like I'll, yeah. i could just keep doing that that really made a big difference Oh, that was great! Yeah. One thing, Matt. Yeah. You're such an efficient gamer in the combat, and then all these people have these powers that are like, yeah, he's got to make a saving throw to save it. And you're like, before as soon as someone says, like, "All right, save DC 14," you're like, "Saved." (laughs) Oh man, didn't even get to save for the moment. Is he gonna make it? Is he not gonna make it? No, saved. Saved it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Probably to work on the drama there a little bit. <laughs> I think, yeah, that, that's, a good, that's actually good feedback because I'm generally so focused on trying to get through the order as fast as I can because we had six players. Yeah. And I, and I didn't want anybody standing around for too long. You know, that I was just like, yeah, yeah, the monster misses, the monster misses, you know, you miss, you miss, you know, let's keep going. Um, so, but, but that's, I'll have to remember that for the future. Uh, to oh. Savor the, savor it's, the moment it's, it's not a criticism and it's not something that I feel like you need to change. It was just like, oh man, 
half damage. <laughs> Saved it. Half damage. Yeah. Saved it again. Yeah. <laughs> Off to the next person. What's your turn? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So whose ability was it? I think it was Clark's. Somebody was giving us like plus 10 to our like dex saves or something like that. What was, was that? Was that Gundrick? Oh, yeah. Or Gundrick. Maybe that was Gundrick. No, but anything dexterity certainly wasn't me. Oh, no, that was from Talbot. <laughs> Talbot, when we were doing Pass Without Trace. Pass Without a Trace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Talbot's ability. That was a ranger ability, right? Pass Without we a Trace. Could, and we then... could, uh, yeah, every, everybody, even even the dwarves, the paladins, yeah. everybody got an extra 10 for dexterity. Yeah. yeah Which just, was, like, was amazing. Yeah, because there were a lot of attacks that came down that were dex saves that did like a massive like a massive amount of damage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of those spells, like lightning. I think it is. You didn't have that up at that point, though. Tell nope. Me. <laughs> <laughs> See, D and D Beyond felt so sorry for me. I looked at my sheet one day and I made it to Matt too. That over in the corner it says. Uh, uh, Lightning doesn't strike. He's not. Uh, he's not affected by lightning. And I'm going. Where did that come from? Yeah, I've been hit by lightning about ninety <laughs> times. Oh <laughs> yeah, something. Just this little thing on the side of the screen, side of my sheet that said, "Lightning not affected." I said, "I don't think that's true." We but never. Did we ever figure out what that was? Came from, but there it was on the sheet. <laughs> yep. You just felt bad for us, so you wanted to. You were, you wanted to play hurt too, like I think Beyond like, felt like, bad for me and just put it in there. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> it was like a, a a handicap in golf. It's just like all of a sudden you're like, okay, okay, that's enough lightning damage. And it, yeah, and then it said, oh, and bludgeoning, and bludgeoning doesn't hurt, bludgeoning doesn't hurt me. Then I'm going, I don't have any armor, and I have, a sh- I got a piece of leather shirt on. It's like, yeah, I get bludgeoned all the time. <laughs> what about you? Uh, Jamie, do you have any uh, favorite funny moments? I I actually really liked going through the Amber Temple. That that felt I don't know it was really interesting because there were so many different encounters that we had in it. You know, like with the um, barbarians, and then there's uh, the skull, the floating skulls, yeah, flame yeah. Skull. yeah. Um, there were just so many different things going on inside the Amber Temple, and I I, I don't know. I kind of didn't see that coming. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect because I don't think I'd ever done um, much of a dungeon crawl before. Um, so that was really interesting to me to see all those different elements and uh, the different things to find and stuff like that. I, I really liked the Ember Temple part. And that was yeah. like a classic it, dungeon crawl moment. Yeah, the only two really dungeons in the Dungeons and Dragons game that we played were both right at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Amber Temple, which was a proper dungeon crawl, and then of course the castle, right? But until that, it was a way more like wide open. You know, you guys yeah. are yeah. You're in a town, you guys are off in the woods in yeah. an abbey, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, and I did really enjoy bringing democracy to Velaki. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, that. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop playing D and D for a while and do our like. We're gonna start a new democracy in the middle of this <laughs> fantasy village. We, uh, we went very George and Lucas we, in episode one there with the <laughs> politics. <laughs> we we actually thought it was going to hold. 
<laughs> well, in fact, they didn't kill everybody. Killed each other as soon as we left. <laughs> you need to linger there for a moment because I want to say I didn't expect having to like come up with like parliamentary procedures for a Dungeons and Dragons world. <laughs> <laughs> Was anything in there, Matt, about that in the book? That, that might I mean, happen. There's a couple things like if they do this, then this probably happens, or if they do that, then that probably happens. But like, uh, you guys went like right down that hole of like we're not leaving. <laughs> this. <laughs> we're not leaving this down in chaos. You were like anti-murder hobos. Like we're gonna like <laughs> any other proper murder hobo group would have just burnt the whole thing to the ground and walked away. Yep. Right. 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 Problem solved. After, <laughs> after we're looting. What would Benjamin <laughs> What would Benjamin Franklin do? That's what most yeah. D D players think, right? He would have gone to another country and <laughs> slept with the royalty. But he there, could there's, he there's knew no his, called a founding father. Like that's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I it's appropriate that he's the one I thought of because he really understood lightning, unlike the rest of us. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. He's, kinda, he's the one who dealt with lightning. Yeah. <laughs> so about Velaki, that was where the coach came, right? <laughs> and we just decided to burn the coach instead of actually getting the coach. Oh, right. Beyond your beautiful <laughs> coach and horses. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't don't. It's not like the royal we here. It's uh. Yeah. I thought Bailey was very against pissing off Strahd. But we all kind of just watched it burn. We didn't really try to stop. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was definitely one of those dungeon master moments where you're like, "Hey, let's let's just go with it." Because I had um, I had sent you guys like proper like calligraphy scrolls with wax seals on them, yeah. like, physical yeah. things that were delivered to you. It <laughs> is by hand. It's and hanging it's like, up on our dining room wall. Hey, I invite you to my castle in peace. Signed Strahd, like with the wax seal on it and stuff. And here's a carriage to take you there safely. And it's like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> you guys should absolutely put a picture up in the show notes because it is a work of art. Yeah, that's a good idea. I will make sure to do that. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we've added it to our wall of hey. geek paraphernalia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here. Well, I saw it behind you guys every time you always had it in the background on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, we thought it was trash. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I definitely yeah, lit mine on fire. Tore his up, right? Yeah, mine was mine was kindling for lighting the carriage on fire. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> did, you actually, did, you, did you actually light it on fire in real life? No, no, it's in the shadow box on my wall here. <laughs> We're so ungrateful. We are. We're the most. <laughs> oh, thanks, Matt. This is from Strahd. Push. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what would have happened if we did? If we'd accepted the invitation and gone at that point? Um. So, this. Do you guys remember the scene when you first come to the castle where you have dinner? Mm-hmm. With Strahd. Yeah. That if that scene would have happened like five levels sooner. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been rough. Twenty episodes. Yeah. Would he have? Would he have attacked us? Or do you really? Yeah. Sorry? You want to know? Yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what it's all about. We're supposed to get the juicy details. <laughs> <laughs> just just dragging it out for another fifteen seconds. That's all. <laughs> he's letting he's letting uh, Adam savor it. There you go. Good job. Nice commercial break. No, it was a trap. Yeah. yeah. Good call, Bert. Yeah. 
you would have you would have been in the castle um, a little bit earlier. I probably would have been a little more um, judicious in helping you find ways out. But I think every other group that I read about or listened to in podcasts ended up at the castle multiple times, as opposed to all just at the end. Too. Oh. So gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Multiple times, huh? Like getting. Well, Nash was the only one that got to go multiple times. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you were <laughs> yeah. right. And Rick Jotham. And I ended up in that dungeon multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, Nash is gone again. Yeah. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I want to say one of my very favorite moments. Nash is like the star of this thing. Next, next to Clark, maybe. <laughs> but the rhino. Oh, oh my yeah. god, yes! The smaller the smaller the area, the bigger the animal. Where you still live by. If you can barely turn around, put a rhino in there. <laughs> I think at that point it was fun to just try and surprise you guys with the kind of animals that I could be. Because I could tell none of you were really like looking at the creature list. And nope. I was just like, I'm a swarm of bees or something. And you guys were like, yeah! <laughs> I did enjoy the debate on whether you could turn it in, into an ankylosaurus or not. That was yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's on, on the, the list. list. <laughs> Have you ever seen one before? But it's on the list. <laughs> on the list. Seen it. He saw it's... one in a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. That was so awesome. So what what happened was we were in the abbey, right? And, yeah. Uh, yep. Looks like all right. It's time to leave the abbey. We need to get out of here. Uh, let's let's stealth out. And Nash is like, nope. <laughs> I'm a very stealthy rhino running down the hallway, opening every door on the way through. Good guys, bad guys. We don't know. All the doors are open now. <laughs> I had to free Not open, broken. I had to free the captives. Broken. Yeah. And then we had a fight like half of the ones you freed. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know which ones were good doors and bad doors. But. Yeah. Well, and being true neutral, they were all uh, equal doors. So, yeah. yeah. That was that was a really fun the birds. one. <laughs> I'm like that weird bird lady in uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the weird bat lady. Yeah. Oh, oh like, the prisoner. Yeah. yeah. I got to say the Abbey was really creepy. Yeah. 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 That's, that's probably the yeah. creepiest to me. Like an island <laughs> of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. With the, yeah. Uh, Everything was very twisted. And the... Uh, like, I felt, like, uncomfortable while we yeah. were going through it. Yeah. yeah. It was the, Absolutely. The yep. bride that was the most awkward thing for me, that, like, stitched together bride that he had made for yeah. Strahd. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a flesh golem, basically. Um, yep. What, but she was taught to dance and be nice and meant to marry Strahd. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> so, and I think yeah, that... Was good enough for her. <laughs> that was one of the few sessions we got to do live, was the Abbey. Like, we had yeah, a whole in night. person. At Nick and Jamie's house, and uh, oh, yeah. that out a little bit, yeah. So that's good to hear. That was a favorite because, uh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was good. And that girl still tied up to the chain, like trying to fly away. I think you guys still up there. Right? Yeah, we I think so. her. Yeah, we had a chance uh, to. Uh, I thought they just kept pulling her back. Yep. 
Yeah, the, that was another one where I was just like, yeah, that's a sketch off to the side. If, uh, if I find a good place to throw it in, we'll have her. I'm going to do something interesting, but never really panned out. But no, she did. Did wasn't she among the uh, the rescuers at the gate to the castle at the final battle? Oh yeah, the mongrel folk weren't they there? The, the mongrel folk were there. I didn't. I don't. If I did, then I forgot. But I don't think I narrated her being there. Maybe I did. Mm. Um, just yeah, that the mongrel folk were there. there. That was a cool element. I liked, even though it was kind of just a a paragraph that you read. It was kind of fun to visualize that we were this this freedom gang that were running around Barovia and then when we thought like, all right, we're just gonna have to go against this castle, let's let's do it. Like And we thought we were going in alone. We thought we were going in alone, but it was like, nope. Barovia showed up. Barovia has risen up. They have risen up. Yeah. Matt, was that in the book or is that something you did? That's something I did. Awesome. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's a little bit of like, I got to I gotta dump my cup out at some point here. I'm getting too much stuff. <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it was like a morale boost, though, too. Because I like, hey, we're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that charge moment in every every good movie you've seen with a battle in it, right? It was, oh, it yeah. It's definitely an epic scene. Yeah, very, very Star so. Wars. Very, uh, you know, like, this is this is the final chapter. This is epi- the the third act of our epic fantasy adventure mark yeah, did there, you was no, there was no way i could ever get back to all of those elements that you guys had done without just going like okay <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just split them in half and have them make them have a battle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mark did you have any favorite moments uh well, well the abbey was really great uh, uh we, we we talked about that uh favorite moments one of them was the uh the priest of the abbey I really like that. Yeah. Just that whole uh, celestial that was not exactly good. Yeah. And, uh, and for, my yeah. for my character, that was very uh, striking to him because um, I knew he had a background in celestial. So at least hearing the song, this replaying song, and I love the way that you weaved all of our backstories into this campaign that was mm-hmm. very masterful and it really just set the stage and really got our imaginations going uh uh when, when you drop these little 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 glimmers of our backstory throughout uh, uh barovia so really enjoyed that yeah yeah thanks there so that that just to tie that up a little bit there was um the abbot was this eternally young figure that was kind of at the head of the abbey um, that presented himself as a holy man all the time, but in reality had been uh, had come to face Strahd long ago, but then ultimately been corrupted by him. Yeah, uh, and was doing all these Island of Doctor Moreau experiments on the people that used to be the nuns and the healers of this land. Right, he eventually just over generations turned them into these kind of squalid creatures. Right, yeah, to be Strahd yeah. slaves, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, and a lot of the things Strahd would do would just be to get an agent somewhere and then let them sow chaos kind of on their own terms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Baba Yaga, was she affiliated with Strahd or just like a resident? Yeah. So um, the full, full transparency on Baba Yaga was she was actually Strahd's nursemaid as a young child. Oh. And was the one who placed the spark of magic in him long ago. 
So many great we, characters. We dis- yeah, we disposed of her like so fast. I yeah. was like, oh, well, this is over. <laughs> we like immediately took the stone out, stopped the house, and then well, we like blasted Baba Yaga. It could have gone like, just as quickly in the other direction. Because I think we were really close to getting the TPK at the same time. It was either we yeah, were going to take her out or she was going to get us. You guys had just the right powers to kind of overcome her big stuff. Because if you remember, she was flying around in this like upside down giant skull. Yeah. Like yep. dropping spells on you guys. Um, and in that, in that skull, she has like three quarters cover, which is like plus five to armor, right? And, but... But Talbot had just got the ability to ignore cover. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's popping like his normal mortars on her, and she's just a spellcaster. She really didn't have a lot of <laughs> health points, but but it worked out because her magically animated tree was also just wreaking havoc on the rest of the party. Like two or three people were down already. Yeah, it was like yeah, oh, I think that was one of the many points that Bailey went down. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> one, of yeah. the, one of them. The tree is just big, basically a siege engine. <laughs> it's it's like an ATST, stomping right, yeah, around yeah, on just us, smashing through the melee people. Um, uh, another bit, kind of along the same lines of Baba Yaga, there that again wanted to get to it but couldn't make it happen. Um, big spoiler here, but um, there should have been a moment somewhere for Madame Eva to come back into the fold. Yeah, um, because it turns out that Madame Eva is actually Strahd's half sister. Oh. What? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that's it's an ultimate fail on my point because I wanted to get Jess back into the here. And then I we had this whole thing that we worked out verbally <laughs> where I was like, You come in and here's here are your options and the options were all bad for you guys. But she was <laughs> yeah. really she was going to be my dice roll. I was like, you, you just look at it and you pick one of these things off the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, yeah, she did. She didn't want to do it at the end of the time. We couldn't get the timing upright. So that, that's a, uh, that got left on the cutting room floor as well. Yeah. Well, that was such a great moment that she got to be our actual, we had an actual card reader come and uh, give us our, our, our private, this Donnie card reading. Guest reader. That was good fun. That was great. I think that was my first session with you guys too, so that was like extra cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that was like the nice thing with the forced perspective of Skype was like we were just having a session, and all of a sudden, like she just pops in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> we're we are. I mean, we're so lucky to be alive today that we are okay. <laughs> in perspective, we're in the middle of this crazy quarantine right now. You know, we're all mm-hmm. worried about, you know, we need to flatten the curve and make sure we're minimizing the number of people that end up getting the uh, COVID-19. Uh, but we're still all hanging out together via our computers, and we can all just hang out and talk from our homes. Matt, you're all the way up in Atlanta, and the rest of us are in Central Florida, but all over Central Florida. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the technology is really the only reason this campaign worked long term, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If we had to rely on live sessions, we would have never got through this, right? It's just too hard. I mean, yeah, yeah. one out of forty-two wasn't going to get it finished. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be a really long night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, we're moving into our 
Star Wars campaign as our palate cleanser. We're jumping back in. Nicholas, you want to tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so we we kind of took a break from Star Wars. We kind of ran through a couple of quick missions as uh, Adam, Matt, Mark, Jamie, and I. And so I figured, well, hey, we hadn't quite finished one of the missions, so let's jump back in as a little palate cleanser. You know, give, give uh, you uh, real DMs a chance to... Uh, plan for the next recuperate and D and D. yeah. Recuperate, chance of rest, but maybe, you know, chance to, you know, research and review the next one. Anyway, we can just kinda play this one. So uh but then it'd be great to get George and Killian in on it. So you guys said yes, so we should guys get I, your I, uh, get your characters up and going. But well, uh, I, I think I, I need to to swap a character that's actually in the game. It's too oh. hard to try and figure out from, you know, bad enough he's from a different planet, but now he's from a different universe. You're trying so, to trying to figure out somebody how to... that's in the book. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at that. If anybody can make a suggestion of what they, you may need. So right now we've got uh, a gunslinger, right? Mm, Adam, yep, you're yeah, like me. gunslinger. Yep. Uh, we've got the explosives expert. Uh, Tully. Tully, played by Mark. Adam's character is Kel. Yep, Kel. And Matt, your cults, right? Yep. And what's your, you're, you're like a hustler. Oh, you're, you're kind of a little bit like of a, a grifter spirit. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sharp shooter too. Yeah. You're like a smuggler extraordinaire, right? You're kind of like yeah, a... Yeah, I think the build we ended up going with was a skip tracer. Um, yeah, which is like a bounty hunter subclass or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then... Uh, Jamie, yours is Kara. Kara, she's a uh, slicer. She's our slicer, and a bobbin. A bobbin slicer. Bobbin yeah. slicer. That's right. And wh- I, I guess I'm kind of drawn to the shorter characters for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Halfling, bobbin, you know. Yeah, Tully, you're you're human, right? Human. Yep. And then, uh, uh, Kel- uh Colts is Twilight. Twilight and Kel is what? Chiss, right? Yep, that's right. Chiss. Blue skin, red eyed Chiss. Yeah. So I think Killian, you said you wanted to be a Wookiee. Oh, yeah. yes! Yeah. Did you think of a career? Uh, yes. Um, I kind of want to be like a, an explorer, kind of scout thing. Looking more into like scout because, you know, you, you, you know, being on Kashyyyk and stuff, there's a lot of great views and stuff. And so uh, I kind of wanted to make him, you know, he wants to explore. He wants to see like great views and stuff that would remind him of his homeworld because, you know, because of the uh, Empire, his homeworld hasn't been doing so well recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, <laughs> and so, you know, he just wants to find uh, beauty in other places. Wow! Nice. All right. Awesome. Yeah. You'll you'll find it with us. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so much beauty in the no. world. <laughs> no. We gotta seedy places. Yeah. 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 Right. This this Maybe might be help more us the find the beauty in them. <laughs> That's true. This might be more the murder hobo group compared to our stride. We could use a little waffle good in this group because yeah. we get <laughs> <laughs> so, It'll be the group that holds us together. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it'd just be Groot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this yeah. campaign has been just amazing, Matt. Thank you for, for being yeah, our Dungeon Master throughout this. 
dude, it's, it's my pleasure. But I don't, um, since you're doing such a good job hosting, I don't think we got a chance to ask you what your favorite moment was, buddy. Yeah. Well, I, I loved the rhino. I, I love that uh, <laughs> I accidentally had a shotgun wedding in, in a dungeon. That was. That was good. Yeah. It was kind Very of a Daddy moment. King. <laughs> now, Talbot had the shotgun, to be fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> he did. Oh, blunderbuss. He had the boomstick. <laughs> Oh yeah, you did get a shotgun. Oh, we never got yeah. a chance to use it. Oh, that thing was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I shot a guy. Yeah. All right, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I shot, shot a guy. <laughs> you know? One axe, another. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yeah, there were so and many and thanks, great moments. Thanks, Adam, because you really put uh, Gundrick on the spot. First, I had to do a wedding for you. <laughs> and, and where, where, where was the wedding? In in the tomb. <laughs> In the, in the tomb, in the crypts, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, with, with the whole ceiling of bats above us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect, Very perfect. romantic. Yeah, Barovian wedding. What every woman dreams of. Right. And then Gundrak <laughs> had to uh, uh, assist with the, uh, the birth. Just a few yeah. hours later, of course. Yeah, just yep. a few hours later. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Makes you, perfect uh, sense. You, so, yeah, so you understand why he just wanted to retire to the Abbey. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Right. Okay, so you were the cause of that, Adam. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it could be that. And he never performed another wedding or birth. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I loved uh, just uh, for playing Beyond Your any any chance I had to get angry at evil doers. I didn't realize I, I started out playing him as like a neutral good, but towards the end, he was definitely leaning more lawful good he was like anybody that broke the law. He he started to get yeah. not breaking the law, but morally breaking the law is what like yeah. just made him yeah. pissed off I, yeah i definitely noticed that uh that progression in your character and i thought it was perfect of where you wound up in the end so i thought that was very fitting yeah i i felt like that too i think everybody yeah. had like a you know clark got to have his redemption uh yeah. seeing titanius uh one last that, time there yeah yeah Talbot that, was had a, the, that was another one of my favorite moments when Titanius was writing in on that. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was he writing in on again? Um, I don't remember what his mouth was, uh, but he was he was in the different person's body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the souls in Barovia were moving around between just. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was uh, Ismark who Ismark's was body. Right. Yeah, came yeah. back as Ismark. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that, so. That was, Dramatic. There, there was one other question Bailey asked me or, or earlier in the week. Um, if there was anything awesome I had planned that you guys derailed. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> how many things? Was this a long list? <laughs> I, I, actually, wow. it, would probably be, it would probably be easier for you if you uh, asked what, what didn't we derail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's funny, but it honestly didn't happen that much yeah. too often. But, but there was one thing, man. <laughs> You guys had been in the castle for like eight sessions or something like that. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I was like, and, and everybody was, everybody was just like, oh my god! At the end of this, we have to fight Strahd, and we haven't had a rest, and we fought like a hundred things. <laughs> everybody was like, yeah, out of spells and down on health and stuff. <laughs> so, oh. so you guys find Talbot's wife's tomb uh, down in the catacombs, right? Oh yeah. And and you open it up and it's it's Talbot's wedding day inside, but you guys were so scarred by being beat up 
about something earlier, that Gundrick cast a silence spell on the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, how are we going to do vows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) And uh, you know, I, I thought you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, "That's a nice character moment," <laughs> you know. Like, yep. And then, the, I, I mean, I literally was going to have it, you know, if you guys successfully, you know, just watched the ceremony or joined in somehow, you were going to get the benefits of a long rest. No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but you, I mean, I, I pushed a couple of different ways, and you just, nope, nope, we have silence. Wow. Shut up. We're not going to let this uh, lady scream at us like the Banshee did. Right, the Banshee in the last place. She messed us up. Yeah. Well, because what happened to Talbot with the Banshee? What's that? What happened to Talbot with the Banshee? Do you remember? I got got 20 years older. Yeah. I think I I got hit for 20 years, too. Yeah, I think, yeah. Maybe maybe Beyond you, too. Yeah. Yeah, But being a dwarf, that didn't really matter. Now, Talbot being human... Yeah, I I went to late, late middle age. Yeah, <laughs> early, early onset middle yeah. age. <laughs> Boop, just like that. Yeah, I think that was like my end of the game story. Was I I took care of Talbot in his later years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Caretaker. Well, actually, you're you're still in in where me, where, where let are they? Let me get again? that drool. Huh. <laughs> I, I see them as like the odd couple, like shacking up in a, an apartment yeah. in the, uh, yeah. the, the tower. Yeah. <laughs> and the sigil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and at the I'm, same I'm, time, Talbot, at the same time, Talbot's eyesight is fading. Nash is slowly getting more, less, less horrible looking. So it yeah. doesn't even matter because Talbot nope. can't see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the adventures. Just. <laughs> yeah, I was like mundane stuff too. Yeah, I was getting my teeth back while Talbot was losing his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if we're just swapping teeth. There you go. Maybe for the audience's benefit, we should say that, that at the end, you know, that some characters elected to stay in Barovia and yeah. some wanted to leave. And Talbot got the benefits of, of uh, being able to be a planar traveler and tried to take the people that wanted to go with him back to Earth to save his wife. Yeah, but then, as as he was navigating the astral planes, <laughs> what'd you roll, George? I rolled double ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they ended up in Sigil, which is sort of the center of all planes in the D and D universe. Anybody that planar shifts, Sigil is kind of the uh, wormhole at the middle of all of that stuff. And so um, that's where we left a lot of the characters. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so my last place. question is, what would have happened if we attacked the Lich at the end? Because I think oh. we all went, oh. Yeah, he had the smirk. Yeah. Um, it, the, the straight answer is an honest fight. I mean, I would have had you guys fight the Lich. Now, the, no thing is, yeah, the thing about it is, he's a Lich. So even if you guys, it, it, even if you destroy a Lich, it or kill its form it doesn't even it doesn't actually kill it it will just mm-hmm. reform later because uh you didn't destroy its phylactery where its soul is attached to right uh, what if we thought, destroyed that, that was spell book. book of his what, what was that what, what if we destroyed that spell book of his 
Yeah. Yeah. He's very fond of it, but he was seemed to me a little extra fond of it. Yeah. So. He, he was not happy that you guys took his spell book, but that was not his phylactery. Gotcha. Okay. You guys almost you guys almost found his phylactery. <laughs> it was in that treasure room, right, with the whatever the giant android that was there. No, no, that's not what it was. It was um, there was a door in his room. Oh, yeah. That we ran right through. Yeah. Needed a password to get through. That's right. It was locked. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have the password, or did we? And that that was one of the things I think I teased you guys with at the start of the Amber Temple was I challenged you guys to go back through the plot recaps, and I think I dropped a cheeky hint. Oh, about a shocking <laughs> reveal. If you were to read uh-huh. caps, <laughs> and it, if you went back through, and you guys brought the lightning up multiple times already, so I feel like it's <laughs> I wasn't too far off. But if the the word to open the lich's door to his phylactery was inscribed above the door of the wizard's tower that shocked you guys. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. If you had found that, you would have been able to open the door and then have a proper showdown for which <laughs> so many little details so many uh-huh. ways to go oh man uh, oh because i think but, i tried to go through the door yeah when i grabbed the yeah. book you were like no it's locked yep yeah, yeah. Like, and, and right. pissed yeah <laughs> um yeah you, you bolted out the other door but yeah i gotta say too it took me very much off guard when nash decided to resurrect the lich at one point yeah Oh, <laughs> that was great. I uh, I don't know why I decided to do that. I think I was just, <laughs> I wanted to see what I the power I had at work. Made perfect sense at the time. He was like he was like in a weakened state and couldn't really fight or remember anything. And uh, then you're like, I know what I'll do. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, get make him, him I'll make him whole again. <laughs> Which probably would have made him harder to fight, right? We, um, it did make him. It made him a proper lich. Before that, he was like half his hit points and couldn't remember any of his high-level spells. Oh, and he could have been like that for the rest of the game? Right. Oh. <laughs> the password, <laughs> the password thought... was Kazan? The password was Kazan. Oh, we, I, we, I had to scroll through the plot recaps. We tried <laughs> that on Clark's armor, because Clark had that armor of command. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. That wasn't it. Nope. I, I think for a while there, I was just walking up to everything going, Kazan? Kazan. <laughs> oh, that was another time I got struck by lightning. Well, I got that uh, staff of power. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I think we're up to five now, at least that I'm counting. Oh, yeah, yep. at least five times struck by lightning. Definitely. I think... <laughs> I, guess, I don't know that you guys missed this or anything, but I think the most frequent thing that people did with the with the power to raise the ancient dead, which was what you got at the end of the Amber Temple. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more often than not, people end up finding that dragon skull that you guys found and resurrecting the dragon. Oh, oh that would have been gotcha. so cool. It was like this lawful yeah. dragon who hates Strahd and will like, definitely help you. Oh, that would have been awesome. Man. Instead, I make the bad guy twice as powerful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how you know I'm neutral, neutral. I do 
half the things I do are smart and half the things I do are dumb. <laughs> half the things I do are right. Half the things I do are wrong. <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's all about the balance, Nash. It's all about the balance. And I'm drinking to myself. What else can I touch? So great. That, that's, that's why you play the game, man. You never know <laughs> what the hell's going to happen with this stuff. True. Yeah, very yeah. true. Such a great game. Hope yeah. It's hope anybody listening won. Yeah, we won. Good, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, so astonished awesome. Bailey survived. We won D Honestly, <laughs> we won D and D. I think yeah. somebody took it easy on us. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, I I needed to do something in the last battle because I couldn't bear to part with any of the NPCs until you guys were just on <laughs> a whole extra party with you. Yep. Uh, which I mean. I don't care how good Strahd is. Like he's not going to do good with an action economy against twelve players. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that so a lot of turns. Yeah, having the Lich there as his partner made narrative sense and it made mechanical sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, and that's definitely something I added. I had to kind of make that up. You know, it really the the way it's written should have been. Technically, it's balanced for a party of four and one of those NPCs. Mm. Guys we're a party of six with like five NPCs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and big timers, too. Was right. Victor still a cat at the end, too? So, I mean, we also had the cat with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I never followed up with Victor. Yeah, uh, Victor's still a cat. <laughs> we, we should. Awesome. Is he enjoying it? Is he finally happy? I had, I did have, like, if, if I were to actually make a movie of this in, the, in my headcanon, right, like, I, would like the, I would like the cat to just, like, show up in all the little random epilogue scenes somewhere. Yes. Right? <laughs> with, with a lot of static. Yep. And somewhere else he's, like, hiding in the cupboard and he jumps out, right? <laughs> yeah. Beyond your hisses at him. Yeah, I absolutely would hiss at him. Well, so probably, one thing that they needed was more Victor, right? I, I love all animals, but I would definitely swing a boot at that cat if I saw it. You, you were so pissed at that character. I, that char- oh my god! But he was so metal. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a little bit of Victor, Matt? What's that? Can you do a little Victor for us? Oh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we wanted to do anything. What? Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> like just, just the most like uncreative, immature mind you could think of wrapped up in a spellcaster. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's um, great. Hey, he still he still blasted all of us. He did. <laughs> Son of a gun. One of the yeah. many lightning doors. Yeah. So much lightning. <laughs> Don't open that out too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll leave you with what I think one of my favorite almost misses that turned into a success was um, from my side. Adam, I think when you were up here at one point, we had a we had a good conversation about um, Irina yeah. in this adventure. Um, and it, this is similar to lots of other people's experience that I've read about. Um, Irina, who's sort of like the main um, damsel in distress, you know, uh, plot element uh, and is challenging because she's pretty weak, but she's with the party basically the entire adventure or they're more or less responsible for her uh, well-being and halfway through i was just not interested in her and i don't think anybody else was either right <laughs> so we yeah, we kind of found an excuse to have her leave the party for a while and stay with mordenkainen right yeah 
Um, and then in between that time, Adam and I had a conversation, you know, and I was just like, man, I'm just not feeling inspired. I don't know what to do with her and stuff. And then, you know, we had a good conversation about it and uh, was able to kind of pull her back and give her an extra element, which which was not anything in the in the book at all. But she wanted um, to fight back. Yeah. Like that she wanted to fight back. She became more powerful and then kind of chose her own fate at the end. Um, where in the book it very much wants to be that right down the middle, you know, love story, and she goes off into into the ether with Strahd's brother. Yeah, they that, live happily after, right? Yeah, and that was a fun cool. twist too that she decided she wanted to stay with her trainer. Right, right. So I, I found like, I, it, it, from my perspective, I find a little ways to like weave in just a little bit of philosophy there at the end, and a little bit of giving you know uh, a female character so her own agency, right? And uh, yes. doing that kind of stuff. Opposed to just being a device, right? So I felt like yeah. I was pretty proud of that writing-wise. That was that was an awesome improvement yeah. you made. Yeah, it, it, it did turn out to be like like all of a sudden she was like a dynamic character from having been so static. Yeah, yeah, it was a good comeback for her. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I and so remember the first picture of her? She had that incredible sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and. Um, I think anytime somebody says like I improved on something that Chris Perkins wrote, then I'm going to take that as a way <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for safekeeping. You know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Great job. Going to give a round of applause. Yes. For yeah. Mr. Matt. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank well, you thanks. everybody for uh, agreeing to come together and do this podcast episode. Any uh, final words you want to share? Nope. All right. DeLorean. Silence. <laughs> go, go play. Go run. Oh, actually, don't run out right now. But uh, order it online. <laughs> yeah, Digital download. Yes. Get Curse of Strahd. Jump online, and you guys yeah. need to play this. Yeah, run it. Yeah, run it for your friends, and everybody will love you. I, I will leave you with the final thought that the intent of the end of the plot is. 100% that Strahd returns over and over again to Barovia and the adventure and the land over time and over millennia resets itself to be ready for new adventurers to come in mm. and to have your own unique experience every time and to move the different elements of it around to kind of however suit you and the game that you want to play. So that's one of the most brilliant things about the, the writing of the book that it's just meant to be replayed over and over so that's definitely what the end is for us with the crack and the uh sarcophagus and the green smoke leaking out that's the return of strahd gotcha nice and like you said with the uh with the shuffle of the tarot cards it your like the adventure could be different every time yeah yeah well i mean the sun sword could have been in strahd's study you could have got it at the last moment yeah that's cool yeah. yeah, amazing. It's such a great game mechanic. It yeah. really was, and you've really, you really kind of built a weekly tradition, or you know, twice a month tradition for us. You know, depending on how busy <laughs> everyone was, and I really look forward to it every week. So That's so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, I, I miss it big time. We got, I mean, the Star Wars thing is is great. I get to get you know out from behind the screen and play a character now, so that's a whole different kind of creativity. But um. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I wasn't, if I didn't think I was already thinking about what's the next, you know, <laughs> uh, 
thing I'd like to do whenever in the future. I'll start nipping at your heels soon and maybe <laughs> a few years from now. <laughs> yep. It's awesome. <laughs> so uh, we have a tradition at Warlando that we have uh, a way we sign out of every episode. That's with the battle cry of the orc. And if you oh, haven't heard yeah. it before, <laughs> the battle cry of the orc is, Wah! So we're all going to say that together, and I'll give us all a countdown. What does an orc say when it just defeated Strahd? Strahd. Also, whatever the dwarf says. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Every time. Have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, everybody. This has been an episode of Warlando. I am Adam. You can reach me as Warlando77 on Twitter or just Warlando on Instagram. You can reach Mark on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Warlando Mark. You can reach Nicholas on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Warlando Nick. Please leave comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to support the show, go to the show notes and follow the link to Teespring and buy a t-shirt or to Ko-Fi and buy us a coffee, or better yet, buy us a beer. And thank you very much for listening.